everyone. Thanks for tuning in to The Real Deal Show, presented by eBodyboarding.com and Tribe Boards. On today's episode... I fractured my patella. Um, I hit the bottom. I aired out a little too far into the flats, I think. Maybe maybe not what I should have done. And I landed on my knee and fractured my patella. But I will say I surfed the rest of the day and half of the next day before I was blacking out from the pain. Hey everybody, Jay Real here with another edition of The Real Deal Show, continuing in our series of Meet the Staff. And this is our final installment in that uh, series, Meet the Staff, our longest running employee here. This is our right-hand man, the guy who we couldn't really do this without. This is Josh Right. Welcome, Josh. Thank you very much, Jay. No worries. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> no worries. We're stoked to have you, buddy. Clip that. Uh, oh, you're good. You're good okay. with the mic. So we got the mics all hooked up. Josh is, like the rest of our employees, very stoked to do this interview. Yes, he's really very, he's really uh, comfortable on camera. Very happy. <laughs> I love putting these guys on the spot. That's half the fun of this thing. So You saved the best for last. That's right. I did save the best for last. There's, no, I don't want to... Uh, put down Tommy and Gianna. That is not no, true. You're all stars. great. They're rock stars and, as well. And maybe we'll get Adam in here in the summertime we if he comes back. Okay, so let's get to the questions here. Let's start out, Josh, with first of all, how long have you worked at eBodyboarding.com? In 2022, it'll be seven years. Seven years, man. And tell everyone out there what you do here at eBodyboarding. I am the warehouse manager. I ship all the orders. I wear, uh, organize our warehouse, make it look nice for all the walk-in customers, keep the product coming in, and more importantly, keep it going out to you guys. And so m- most all of the stuff that goes out of this warehouse, this guy has had his hand on it, whether pulling it or packing it, and usually both. Obviously, at busier times of the year, we all kind of chip in. Um, so Josh is the guy who makes sure your stuff gets to you safely, intact, and it's the right stuff. So this guy, he's an integral part of this operation here. And and Josh you know, um, you do other stuff too. Sometimes you help customers when we're yes, super busy. I do. I help walk-in customers. I answer the phone. <laughs> Today, I clean the bathrooms. You clean the bathrooms. It's truly, everybody does a yeah. little bit of everything here. We unload trucks. Yes. Josh taught me how to drive the forklift. That was fun. Because he has forklift He's rating, still apparently. He's still learning. It's a learning. <laughs> still learning. <laughs> a little bit of a not learning. A, not as good as him. He could literally race around a racetrack, I think, on the forklift and win. He's that Years good at driving. Yeah. So let's just jump into it. Um, let's talk about where you were born and raised. Tell me Tell me that. I was born and raised here in San Clemente, California, where the e-body winning offices are located. I currently reside in Laguna Niguel, but my heart will always be in San Clemente. So he's really a San Clemente local from way back in the day. And, you know, you went to the local schools. Um, tell me about your early years growing up in San Clemente. Like, what did you, what was your daily uh, life I like here? I can't complain. I don't think anybody who grew up in the 80s can complain about their childhood. I was privy to the release of the Nintendo and when skateboarding <laughs> was popular. But most importantly, when e-bodyboard or bodyboarding was in its infancy. Yep. And you could watch the contests on ESPN. Yep. Those were, you know, my when I look back at my childhood, those were the things that really held it together was the beach, bodyboarding, my crew. And, yeah, you know, watching you guys, reading the magazines, going to the grocery store, 
if I couldn't afford a magazine and looking at it there. Yeah. And- <laughs> yes. So now, so you were around really at the beginning, like in the heyday of the sport. Did you used to hang out down at the beach at T Street where me and the other lo- like local not, pros? Not hang? really too much. We were, I remember me and my crew, we were pier rats. We hung out at the south side of the pier. T Street was always kind of intimidating for us because of the likes of you, Brian Wise, um, guys like that, Kisasaki out there shredding. We did go there quite a bit, but not as much as I think we should have. We would have probably yeah. benefited a lot from that scene a little more. So, there wasn't much of a bodyboarding scene on the south side of the pier. Well, you said you were intimidated. Like, what did you think? We were going to heckle you or something? You, <laughs> no, you, you guys... know, when you're a kid and you see these pros, you never know what to think. Right. Um, now I look back on it, I think that was a bad decision because now <laughs> knowing you and knowing how, as I got older and you know, that kind of wore off that intimidation. I yeah. realized that you guys were so open to have people, new people come in and totally. show them the sport and introduce them. And not only that, but mentor them and tell them what they're doing wrong. And, yeah. you know, and before that I surfed and that vibe wasn't really in the surfing community at that time. It right. is now, but at that right. time it really wasn't. Yep. So, I mean, that's kind of what gravitated me to bodyboarding was the family atmosphere and the water between everybody. Yeah. It was like, you know, we were a tight knit community back in those days, you know, there was thousands and thousands of surfers, but bodyboarders, there was less of us. So I think everyone stuck together. One thing I will say by not hanging out at T street, you avoided Grom abuse completely. Because I guarantee you you guys, I mean, Cameron and his crew, not me. I didn't involve myself in that. Cameron, yeah, Tom Foolery, but Cameron would have abused you. I worked with Cameron um, at a BIM <laughs> magazine unload when I was oh, in wow. junior high school, and he was very interesting. Yeah, we're talking about Cameron Steele, Steel. who is a local bodyboard pro who's now you know, an announcer on TV and an off-road racer, one of the top off-road yeah. racers. We're going to get him a in legend. here at some Absolutely. point for an interview because I have a long history with him as well. So. Um, so Josh, obviously you were a pier rat, you were hanging out, you're bodyboarding at the pier. You also were kind of into fishing, I understand, I was right? a huge fisherman, yes. Uh, there was a point in my life where if, I, if there was no waves, I was fishing. If there was waves, I was bodyboarding. So there was one or the other. The ocean's yeah. always been part of my life. Right. Always. Brothers, sisters. Only child. Only child, yep. okay. And like, what's your situation now in terms of family? Tell um, me about that. I have a daughter, a 15-year-old daughter named Jaden. Hi, Jaden. Yep. What's she up, Jaden? a little sister who's seven named Josie. Hi, mm-hmm. Josie. Um, they're kind of my world. Neither one of them are really into bodyboarding. They like the beach, but they didn't really get the bug. Right. Like I wish they would have. I think everybody wishes their kids would be too Sure. Every beach body. person. Yeah. Or, well, yeah, anything yes. you know, that you're into, you wish your kids. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but it doesn't always happen I like can't that. complain. They don't hate going to the beach, so yep. I'm lucky that- I do get to spend some time at the beach with them, and yeah. they like to go out on the bodyboard, but they don't like to do it like we like to do it. Yep, yep. Well, you know, I'm, sh- you know, I'm sure they have their own interests, and oh, geez, yes, you know, absolutely. Josh here, he's an outstanding father, so he, I'm Thank sure, you, supports whatever you. Thank they you do. Very much. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, so, you know, you were into fishing, you're into bodyboarding, you grew up going to the schools locally, and and then, um, you know, at that point when you're in high school. What did you, th- did you have a vision for your future? Like, did you think I want to do this or that and anything specific? Or? Well, now that I look back, I wish I would have, but no, I mean, I was 
the epitome of a beach rat. I yeah. just wanted to graduate high school because I knew when I graduated high school, that meant more time at the beach, which now looking back <laughs> yes. is not kids. That's not the best way to look at it. There's always time for the beach. <laughs> um, but I just remember thinking, man, when I graduate, I'm going to get a job, but I won't be going, I won't be working as much as I'm going to school. So I'll be able right. to go to the beach more. And that was definitely not the case well lifestyle took a a, a front seat for Absolutely. you you're like i just want to i want to enjoy my life and you know i'll say you know not to jump back to my own story but i i went to college but i studied to be a high school teacher specifically because i wanted to have summers off weekends off holidays off to surf yes. so you know i think that's the whole theme here is you get the bug for riding waves bodyboarding in our case and you want to build your life around it somehow Absolutely. yes whatever you end up doing for a living you know so you know there's a fine point there where you got to go okay what's really important in my life is it you know enjoying something i love to do and hoping to make a living that supports that or am I going to give up what I love to do and put work first? And, you know, I think it depends on your individual situation. But I'd say most people that are happy in their lives, they've figured out a way to get that balance, you know, Agreed. where they, they still get to do the activity they've always loved. And then, you know, they find a way to, to make their life and their work uh, work with that, Absolutely. so to speak. Yeah, and I was lucky when I graduated high school, I was working at Surfrider Foundation. So yep. that's a whole family of people that love the ocean and have dedicated their life to preserving it so yeah we were always around the ocean in the water so what did you do at Surfrider? i was the membership director okay. i wrote direct mail fundraising letters and managed the database of the the membership and you've had a lot of different jobs man i mean over the last let's say 20 years your yeah, working had, years right well I, i'd say I'd, i can count the number of jobs i've had on my hands, but I've had them for a very long time. I've yeah. had three jobs for over 10 years. Then I've had this job for seven. Um, I've never had a job less than two years. I don't think, no, never been fired from a job. Yeah. So I take my work pretty seriously. Yeah, man. You know, I love what I, you know, if I get a job somewhere, I'm going to do my best. That's why Josh is still here after <laughs> almost seven years and we hope he never leaves. I we don't really, plan on it. We really hope so. Kicking so. and screaming if you want me out of here, Jay. <laughs> Good. So let's talk about, you know, this job. Obviously, we mentioned working around your lifestyle. Um, you... We're able to go, we, we had a trip to BSR and you went on a surf trip to BSR. Was that your first surf trip? You've been to a few down in Baja, right? Yes, I've been to Mexico a couple times, Baja Malibu specifically, but I've never gotten on a plane specifically to go somewhere just to surf. Well, I haven't been to Hawaii yeah. on vacation and then bodyboarded while I was there um, or visited friends, but never really flown somewhere specifically yeah. just to bodyboard right and at bsr it was somewhere going just to bodyboard with a bunch of people that want to bodyboard too like-minded people yeah and people totally. my age people older people younger but everybody having that same stoke right on bodyboarding now bodyboarding in the past it it's amazing. Probably so, one of the best experiences of my life. Yeah. So did it live up? And we're talking about BSR, which is uh, the the Barefoot Ski Ranch. It used to be called. Now it's just called BSR Surf Resort. It's outside of Waco, Texas. We do a trip called the Texas Tube Tour. We've mentioned it several times. 
Um, we have videos on YouTube of the trip and Josh here launching airs and getting barreled. So did it meet your expectations oh, when you went to BSR? Exceeded it. Really? Tenfold. It's, so, uh, like, how so? I mean, did you just think, okay, this is going to be a kind of a fun dribbly wave? You and, don't realize how mechanical it is. Yeah. How they can make every wave so perfect and the same every time. You know, when you're in the ocean, the wave is always different, a little different. No matter if you think it looks the same, it's always just a little different. Yeah. That place just seems like every wave is the same. So yes. it enables you to, you know push yourself beyond what you could in the ocean yeah it's shallow i'll say that yeah. and it's very powerful <laughs> concrete bottom concrete too. bottom yes you do leave some skin there if you want to have fun so hold on before we move on let's talk about last time you oh, went to no. bsr so yeah. josh has been twice in 2020 the first time we did texas tube tour josh came and there was a little bit of a mishap talk about that i fractured my patella um, I hit the bottom. I aired out a little too far into the flats, I think. Maybe <laughs> maybe not what I should have done. And I landed on my knee and fractured my patella. But I will say I surfed the rest of the day and half of the next day before I was blacking out from the pain. Now, you didn't know you had fractured your patella. You just thought you bruised your knee. Yes. And I, we saw you limping in and out of the water and we kind of knew something was wrong because towards the end of the, the the first day, we were, you know, we were, um, Vicky and I were like, hey, Josh, take my last f 15 minutes. And you were like, no, I'm good. Yes. And you were just, you were just sitting in the water with the GoPro videoing everyone else. And I was like, this, he must be hurt. He's yes. got to be hurt, man. If he's skipping like surf time something's going on and then and then we got back to the hotel and you were just limping yes and it and it that never stopped and my knee my knee ended up being more swollen than my quad yeah it was just so big it looked like a pea in the middle of a straw you know it was just my leg <laughs> and then a big ball and then my rest of my leg it yes. was rough so it was rough and you came back here and came back to work because, you know, you're stubborn like a lot of us guys are. Yes. And you were like, ah, it'll heal, it'll heal, I'll be fine. And you never went to the doctor. And what, I think like 10 days a went week. by. I waited a week. Was it a week? Yes. And then Vicky insisted. Yes, told me that I needed to go. I, I couldn't come back to work. And we all know how I feel about that. So yeah. I went in and they <laughs> x-rayed it. And I had fractured, you know, chunked off the end pretty good, almost halfway. But because I waited a week, it had started to heal already. Oh, man. So they put me in that brace yep. that locked my leg straight for four weeks. And then slowly but surely, they let it bend a little more. That was awful. Yeah, you worst. were still coming in. I think you took maybe a couple days, days yeah, off. I missed two days. And still came in and limped around the warehouse. Yep. I think, you yep. know, the fact that it was September and we weren't quite as busy was a blessing in disguise. And but we had no containers during but yeah, that time period. It was nothing, I got very yeah, lucky. The timing I was blessed for sure. <laughs> was good. So and blessed that I don't have any more issues moving. Yeah, no forward. ongoing yes, no problems. Ongoing, yeah. So this year you went. Was that in the back of your mind, like hitting the bottom again? You were making a conscious effort not it, to do that. It was kind of because. Everybody kept saying stuff to me about it, like, oh, are you going to hit the bottom or, you know, be careful of your knee. But I remember the first wave I took off on, I said, I'm not even going to think about it because yep. if I do that, then I'm already, 
I've already lost kind of, you know, in a way. Right, right. I'm not putting my all into it. And there you get a certain amount of waves and you don't want to waste them. So yeah. you, you want to go and go as hard as you can to have the most fun. Yep. So no, I didn't really think about it. The one time I hit that air and the board went under me, Yeah. I did a little... And that's why I kind of turned to my side and landed on the board. Yeah, but right. That was the only time that I, in the air, I was thinking, oh, man, this could turn out pretty bad. Yeah. Because yeah. right where that air section is, it's literally like one foot deep. Yes. And it's hard concrete, you, When folks. you're in the air and you look down, you can see the water actually being sucked off of the concrete because it's pulling into the wave. Yeah. So you're in the air and you're looking down. You could just see the concrete. And usually <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the ocean, you're spotting your landing there. Right trying to hold yourself up so the water the whitewash can come underneath you to yes. give you some cushion yeah there's no room for error no literally if you land sideways you're gonna hit the concrete yeah so yeah it's you know it would be nice if there's cushion on the bottom um but in a related note um bsr they they closed about a week ago which is uh just before christmas and they drain that pool every year. And the manager told me one time they just recover so much stuff yeah, at we the there, bottom of the that pool. They found like fifty GoPros or yeah. something, like wedged <laughs> yes. wedged in the in the motors and wedged oh, yeah. in with the suction and GoPros, all over the bottom. Man. And, and the question is, what do they do with them? You know, I. Do they keep them? Do they sell them? Because there's got to be clips on those cameras, and if they really wanted to, they could download the clips and go okay who's this guy oh i remember him he was here in august i you know but it that would, would take forever it would man. be a great commercial <clears throat> for gopro to take the oldest one they found and say hey look how great this looks after yeah. a year in the bottom of our <laughs> pool right. with the waves constantly moving it rolling still works and it still works that's a good point good marketing thing gopro Absolutely. you're welcome josh came up with a marketing idea for you can, you. you can Venmo, Venmo me my royalties oh, at man. Josh Wright. That's right. That's right. We'll give. Um, what's your Instagram, Josh? Can you spell it out for us? Uh, do you want to give a, oh, a publicity to your Instagram? People can um, follow you. I just set it up. It's J-R-P underscore Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. Okay. So you can follow Josh on Instagram. He's brand new to, to really to Instagram. He's been on Definitely. Facebook for a while, but... Instagram's new, and uh, yeah, give him a follow. Send him a DM if you want. That that means direct message. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, we have an inside joke. I said something to my daughter about that, and I didn't know what it meant, but I thought I was cool to say something, and she laughed. She and, laughed. Yes. Yeah, I know. We we don't. I'm the same. My kids have to tell me all this crap. I'm so not into social media, so uh, I don't know any of this stuff. But I try to be cool and. Well, it ends up working backwards. Well, today we were talking about NFTs here in the office, non-fungible tokens, for those of you who don't know. And I don't really totally understand them, but Manny Vargas does. So go check out Manny Vargas. Manny Vargas knows a lot. He's selling NFTs. He knows a lot about a lot of stuff. He does. Manny is uh, is the the king of bodyboarding media, as I coined him when I interviewed him. You can see that interview back, uh, like, episode number three or four of the real deal show i it's a two-parter with manny um he threw it out threw out a few choice words so i had to (laughs) put the warning the the parental warning early morning when he brought in bagels that's right he did he brought in food so um anyway so that's sidebar there um so josh i'm going to give you two last questions and this one is going to throw you for a loop that's okay what is the one thing about e-bodyboarding, our operation here, that most people would never know 
that goes on like behind the scenes. Like, what is, is there anything here that p- people have no idea? What, like, you know how um, how we I, run things probably here. Probably a couple things come to mind um, that we are the North American warehouse for science, gyro, and MS Vipers. So That's right. People don't know that all of the North American product comes here. So not only are we e bodyboarding, but we're also the hub for all of Mike Stewart science merchandise. Yeah. And um, this guy ships it all out. So absolutely. whether you order on our site or Mike's site, it's coming from here and this guy's packing it up. Absolutely. So. <laughs> um, the other so. thing is that there's only five of us here yes. at, any, at any given time. That's the extent of our staff. Yeah. So I think a lot of people True. come in here and they think there should be more of us. Yes. But there's not. And then we do a lot with the few people, which I think is great. Yeah. I like when people call up and they're like, can I have your accounting department? Can I have your shipping department? They don't you know, realize it's like that everybody sits in the same room. Yeah, yeah. They're all sitting pretty much right next to each other. And we're all bodyboarders here. So, you know, when people come in and they want to ask for advice, literally you could ask any one of us. Absolutely. We all know the products inside out. Josh knows where everything is in addition to not only knowing the product himself, but, um, so yeah, we, you know, anyone can help you here is the point. Sometimes people call and they get, you know, they ask for a certain person, but really anybody can help. So, definitely. um, so Josh, we've gotten a little insight into you. Is there, are there any shout outs, any thank yous you want to throw out? You already said hi to Jaden and Josie. Say hi to my mom, obviously. You always got to say hi to your mother. Um, of course. Yeah. Any friends from the past that oh. helped you along the way that you want to? Well, there is. That might not ever watch this. I don't know. Well, I'll make them watch it. You know, I'll send it to them. <laughs> I um, love it. They're, you know, like the guys I grew up bodyboarding with, um, you know, the guys that kept me into bodyboarding and, you know, pushed me. The guys I went on trips with, like uh, Andy Falk, Tony Cortez, Nick Thomas. Um, they kept you out of trouble, right? <laughs> no, co- no pause, comment. No pause. comment. Um, yeah, guys like that, you know, just Jeff Schernick, you know, guys I grew up with that, you know, through thick and thin, they all live in yeah. Hawaii now. Chris Falk, Andy's brother, Pep. I mean, just guys that would call me at six in the morning and say, let's go to the beach. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm lazy. I'm lazy. And they'd get, get up or they'd come and throw rocks at my window until I woke up, you know, and. I yeah. think that made me the morning person I am now. Yeah. It's kind of always getting up to go bodyboarding at the crack of dawn. And those guys, just like I was to them, if they said they were going to go, they were going to go. Yeah. And so we always held each other to a higher standard. And So how many years bodyboarding for you now since you geez. started? How old were you when you started? My first bodyboard, 10, so 34 years. Wow. Solid. And what are you riding now and what fins are you using? I ride a style loaded quad vent, 41 and a half. Shout out Mike Stewart, style loaded quad vent. And I use MS Vipers, the black yellow dot. There you go, man. And you can order those now at ebodyboarding.com. <laughs> right on. So that is Josh Wright in the final installation of our Meet the Staff series. We're totally stoked, as always, to talk to our staff. Josh is our longest running uh, staff member. He's really, I I shouldn't say staff member, family member. We're all like a bodyboarding family here. Josh is the kingpin out here. And uh, 
we love having them. So Josh, we're stoked. We're looking forward to many years and more surf trips ahead, which we'll get into at a later time. Let's go Fiji. There's, yep, there's going to be a Fiji trip coming up. We'll uh, have more on that later. But for now, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of The Real Deal Show. Thanks for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can get notifications when we put out new videos, how-tos, or Real Deal shows. And uh, throw some comments in down below. Give Josh a little shout out and follow him on Instagram. He already I will gave definitely that read them. Earlier, definitely, yes. And if you're listening on the audio, thanks for uh, checking us out during your workout or your drive or whatever it is you do while you listen to podcasts. And folks, that'll do it. I will see you in the surf. Happy New Year. <laughs>